What is your biggest turnoff? She has long nails she's and she's typing and you can hear. Clickety clackety clack. Done. You know what I hate? Loud chewers. Loud chewers. I'll be honest, I, I don't really notice it too much. Some people are very sensitive to that. Yeah, I'm very. Maybe I'm a loud chewer. So, ladies and gents, this is Amara Riva Rossi the third. Fourth. My, what? Fourth. The fourth. She runs Gadgi, which is our eyewear business. Wears many hats between the different companies. And she's also my lovely executive assistant. So. And bestie. Friend. <laughs> Your hands are so tiny. <laughs> Amara put out some questions on her Instagram. We'll pop her tag right there. Are you ready? <laughs> are you ever insecure about the judgment you get? I think insecurities are very interesting because they tell you a lot about yourself. You need to understand when something affects you, how much of it is truth and how much of it is just your mind playing with you. But I think sometimes the criticism is important. We started posting on TikTok in the summer and I had no idea what was going on. I remember one day finally in November, I went on the app and I was like, I look like a twat. Mm -hmm. So you could say, oh, don't focus on the haters, but you read the comments and it's like, these are all very valid points, which yeah. is in short form, a lot of the statements that I make about my life just come across very braggadocious and this and that when you- Braggadocious? <laughs> New word for you. When, when you clip it in a very short segment. For me, it doesn't affect me. I will take heed of it. I always believe people don't hate me. People hate that I became the man that they could have been. And I understand that. And I think you have a lot of confidence in who you are mm. and knowing that. Like you remember what it was like even when I was younger. I was getting hated 13 or 14 for being an outcast and, and being alone at lunch and reading books and doing all this stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm used to the hate. You're a legend. <laughs> Let's get into some more juicy ones. Yep. Let's see if you can guess. Two words. One starting with B. Second one starting with C. The viewers want to know. Body count? Yes. Oh, well, mine? Yeah. Okay. Honestly, my body count is, is no one's business. I think it's very weird. <laughs> no, quite, quite frankly. And I think it's very weird when guys will try to flex their body count. If I'm ever getting to more serious romantic relationships, I don't think they need to know mine. I want to know theirs, of course. But for me personally, I don't think you should ever ask a girl's body mm -hmm. count. Say you met a girl. She's mm -hmm. really like a queen. Mm -hmm. But you find out she has like a crazy body count. And back in the day, she didn't, she had different views. Would you judge her on her past? In the whole online world, I see like guys and they're like, oh, she slept with eight girls. Eight girls. <laughs> this is how I keep telling I'm so tired. <laughs> oh, she slept with eight girls. Fuck. Yeah, guys will be like, oh, she slept with eight guys. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's actually break down the math. So let's say she's 24. Because they're like, guys will be like, that's haram. You know, that's crazy, blah, blah. And it, I'll be honest, most of the guys who are saying this are guys who have no real experience in the real world. And being with women in different countries, because that's the other thing, depending on the country and where a girl was raised, very different. You know, how she was raised. It, how she was raised. For example, I know this is a generalization, but a girl in the US with a 10 body count, I'm a lot more understanding of it because I understand your external influences you. There are certain countries, for example, like America, that are just simply more promiscuous. You know, it's more acceptable that a girl is just... <sighs> Sorry. I don't judge anyone for their body count. I just think in life you need to see people for what they are. For sure. But yeah, my body count is... No one's business. So stop asking me my... to ask him about his body count. Should we get people to guess? Yes. I don't even know your body count and I don't want to know. I just think it's weird if you keep counting past a certain It's none point. of my business. Yeah, I think it's weird too. The guys who write lists, for me, it's the weirdest shit. It's a bit weird. Next question. What is the single most important thing in life? For me, I care about fulfillment and fulfillment is doing hard things from the age of 
nine from mm -hmm. the age of 12 i was telling my mom these things like i feel a sense of responsibility i don't know what it is i don't know what it is inside of me maybe the conditions that you're aware of you know my childhood and whatnot that it was sprung up on me from a young age i just need to be responsible for people and mm. things for me fulfillment comes from that sense of responsibility what's the most important discipline you learned without a disciplinary figure i.e father Everything. This sounds horrible, but a lot of times, father that you have, you you may love him, unconditionally love him, but that doesn't mean that he's a good role model. Yeah. Like very few fathers are actually good role models. And the issue is if he's not a good role model, because he's your father, you're going to end up absorbing maybe 20%, maybe 80% of his beliefs yeah. and his worldview. So if he's not a stand-up character, that can lead a lot of people astray. Mm -hmm. The advantage that I had, it goes wrong most of the time. But for me, luckily it just matched the work is I had a clean slate. Because I had a clean slate, I could be the man that I want to be. But you say clean slate, but I think also you have carried a lot of trauma. So how has that shaped you and affected you? Because it's not necessarily a clean slate. I mean it more from a tangible perspective okay. of worldview, mm -hmm. wisdom, beliefs. Mm -hmm. I think from the perspective of love, it's just, I guess, my view of love is a lot more pragmatic than other people. Do you think love has an expiry date? The love that you're talking about, yes. The truest love is when you wake up next to a person, you're not even actually that attracted to them. Mm -hmm. You know all the bad things about them. You know all the negatives, all the downside, but you still, still go, there's no one else I'd rather have by my side. To me, that's actual love. And that is hands down one of the best feelings in the world. That's home. That's home. It and is you, home. And you, you know, you, <laughs> <laughs> some would say I have a very depressing view on love, but it's, I wouldn't it's say practical. you have a depressing view. What does it feel like having the hottest assistant in the world? You made that up. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> if I could have a attractive EA who is unreliable, untrustworthy, all of this mm -hmm. stuff, but you know, they just look good. Or I could have super loyal, super trustworthy and not particularly attractive. I would take that every day. I'm just lucky I have both. Aww. So, you know, we've gone through thick and thin and I think thick and thin. I'm very fortunate to have both. What do you think a high value woman is supposed to be like? Well, bear in mind what I think is high value. It's yeah. different for different people. Yeah, but we're asking you, so I want your answer. I'm not asking fucking Steve over there. High, high value for me, it isn't much. It's, it isn't much. You don't have to do much. Okay. Right? It's just you something just have you to embody. Do, you, have to, you have to do it very well. For me, the dream relationship is the movie The Gentleman. Like the relationship that they have where he is this absolute killer and mm -hmm. he goes out there and everyone knows don't fuck with him. Mm -hmm. And she is his queen by his side and she understands the mission and she understands when do I say things? When do I not say things? Mm -hmm. How do I represent not only me, but, but us as the king and the queen and also protect the entire kingdom? Mm -hmm. And what's the things that I tell the kingdom or the things that I don't tell the kingdom. That is just the, the dream perfect woman. He does this, she does this, and they're completely equal, but in their own right. Yeah. 100%. You know, what do you want to be remembered for? Integrity, honor. Mm -hmm. Of course, I've made mistakes here and there. Everyone has. I'm still so young. I've probably had 300 years of life experience put into 23 years, but at the end of the day, I'm still very cognizant that I am quite literally a child. Even if it made my life substantially harder, I always made the right decision. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've done that from a young age. Obviously very interesting. I documented everything. 
Yeah. Going from the age of 15, 16. There's videos of me when I'm 16 and- Us at the gym. Us at the gym. Me doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> Nothing's changed as well. <laughs> but it's crazy just to see the things that I was saying. I remember in one video, I found a backpack, right? And it had yeah. a, you know, maybe 3,000 pounds worth of equipment in there. Mm. I could have sold it. I could have taken the three grand. I could have used it at the time. I definitely, <laughs> at the time I really needed the money mm. to buy new equipment. I was just starting the business properly. And I went on this like one week goose chase to find the person who owned it and returned it to him. You know, his wife had just given birth in the hospital. He left the bag and- How did I not know this story? Cause you ain't about it. You don't watch my YouTube videos as religiously as you think you do. Oh, as if. You ain't about it. Ops, Behave. ops, ops. <laughs> I kind of built that sort of code of honor from a young age and I try to live by it day by day. What is your criteria when hiring people? Do they fit the company culture? And then the other thing is, this is going to sound absolutely horrible. I hope this doesn't get clipped up too much. Are they cool? Right. Don't want no neeks in this company. <laughs> no, first of all, yeah, no lame people. If I would sit at a dinner table and just be like, and by the way, this doesn't mean they need to be loud, gregarious. No. Well, most people don't realize when I'm at a dinner table, I'm usually the quietest. Yeah, you right? don't say a word. I don't say a word. Again, yeah. so fun to be around. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you don't need to be the loudest person at the table. You just need to bring something. Something. Right. And the other thing is no fuck ups. This sounds terrible, but some people are born fuck ups. Wait, and sorry. Fuck ups in the sense of like make a mistake or just generally a so fuck up. We, we all know those people that will miss flights. Yeah. Lose their phone, lose their keys. Just carelessness. They're just fuck ups. I pray for them that yeah. something will happen in their life that will make them snap out of it. But some people are fuck ups and there's nothing you can do about it. It's funny, some people think that has nothing to do with business. If you're trying to hire someone to represent your company, yeah. to be a part of a team, their personal life has everything. Everything. Everything to do with them as their character. How are you meant to judge their character without knowing things mm -hmm. about their personal life? You can be a fuck up and just go work at another company. For me, who works for you, I think that's probably the favorite thing about the team. It's like we're all just a bunch of friends. And then I have to tap myself and I'm like, wait, these are my colleagues. Mm -hmm. I love my team. And we're all so different, but we all fit the so, pieces. So weird, so different. I just think it's the most like fulfilling thing ever when you look at a person to your left, you look at a person to your right, and yeah. I just feel like we'd all go to war for each other. For sure. Who? Can I have a sip of your water? Of course you can. I'm so dehydrated. Do you want me to sky it? <laughs> Should I chuck it like I did? Do it, do it. <sighs> Someone's gonna clip that. <laughs> Nah, it's cool. Nah, don't worry about it. It wasn't like I was thirsty or anything. I'll just go f myself. Sorry. <laughs> I just realized this is the first time you've been on the YouTube single. Yes. <laughs> Gentlemen. Searching for a wholesome, kind, loving, <laughs> successful. Like She's not this. asking for much, gentlemen. If you fit the criteria of super rich, super compassionate, very well, I didn't well, say very, very, super very, very, rich. Have super a lot rich. of research. <laughs> super, super rich. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was it the other day? I remember when we were talking outside? I said, You want a billionaire? You're like, No, no, I don't want a billionaire. Just like 500 million. <laughs> I mean, a girl can dream. What advice would you have for your female audience, especially those of a younger age range? I'd say, listen, as a woman, it's very important to be self-sufficient, to never have to rely on a man, but do that without s saying stupid sentences like, I don't need a man. I just can't ever imagine myself saying, I don't need a woman. For me, if I die alone without the presence of a queen, I think that was a very shallow and unimportant life. I think as a woman, be strong, be powerful, but then when you meet the right person, understand when to be submissive mm -hmm. and when to be fully trusting. There's a lot of power in doing that. In submission, of course. Yeah, there's a lot of power in it. Again, it's just identifying and being content with like what you both bring to the table. 
listen, when you're 18 as a woman, have fun, date whoever, date your high school crush. If you're 21, maybe if, even if you're 23, but I think by the time you get to 25, you need to seriously look at the man that you're with and go, could this be the father of my children? Also, like it takes a long time to get to know a person. For the first year, he could be the most amazing present. And then the second year, life hits him hard and he turns into a completely different person. Mm. Then I have the choice of like, okay, do I ride it out? Is he the father of my kids? Am I gonna ride it out? Five years pass and I'm like, I've seen every side of him mm. and I adore him. Mm. It takes a long time to get there. But if you wanna be 30 and meet a person at 30, you don't know that person until you're 33. No, it's true. Women need to be smart about their timelines in the same way men need to be smart about their timelines. I definitely, definitely agree. And by the way, if you're in that situation, that's how the chips fell, right? Yeah. For example, my mother. I don't think I've cried a real tear, I don't know, maybe 15 years. I cry like once a day. No, actually, wait, no, breakup. Cry a over. good cry every now and then is honestly, sometimes I just cry to cry and I feel amazing after. I will cry when I see my mother get married. Like that will probably be the happiest day of my entire mm -hmm. life. And I think about it a lot. And mm -hmm. I also know that puts some stress on her. So my point is, if you're a 45 year old woman and you're alone, the things I'm saying, I'm not trying to look down at your situation. It doesn't mean you're never gonna get a man. It doesn't, doesn't mean you're mean, never no. gonna get a man. It doesn't mean any of these things. But that's also why I give guys the advice. If you're a guy from the age of 20 to 25 and you haven't made something of your life, I mean, something really big of your life, stay at home. Yeah. Work. Do you believe it's a man's job to mold a woman into like the perfect woman? I think women have so much power and I think the modern world doesn't want to highlight that. Mm. Like I think at the end of the day, if you've got a true queen, that king will always confide in her. There's certain things where a woman will shape and mold a man. And that's more from an emotional perspective. Spiritual perspective spiritual perspective teaching him that life isn't always just tension you know how to ease up but i think from a worldview perspective it is a man's duty to mold his partner his mm -hmm. wife at the end of the day i understand i have very traditional values but i think there's certain perspectives and worldviews that a man needs to mold not only his partner but family but his family on is religion a priority for you Faith is important for me and faith I've had from a young age. Mm. Uh, faith, prayer. I think religion is just what textbook do you believe is correct? I see it as a guide. Religion in general is like a very beautiful thing. I think what I like so much about it is the discipline that comes with having a religion. Like for example, in Islam, like there's a lot of sacrifices that you make for God. And you do that because you have so much faith and belief and love for God. And I think that's amazing. What do you think about that? All religions are speaking the word of God. It's yeah. just who do you think delivered it in the correct way? Or like what resonates most? What resonates and which playbook do you, for life mm -hmm. do you think is the correct one? I have not made that decision yet. Bear in mind, my name Iman means faith in Arabic. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know, maybe something changes, but I don't exactly see myself dying Christian. Mm -hmm. I think realistically when I die, I do die a Muslim. Yeah. But I was also technically born a Muslim. I've just went on a little side quest and straight away from it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I still live my life with faith. And even from a young age, I live my life knowing that, you know, I have to answer to God. And God sees everything. Yeah, he's all knowing, all seeing, so. I just like shaking you on a good point. Yeah, Couple it's like little T-Rex hands. That's not very nice. Would it be better if I had some fucking big chunky hands? No, I'm just saying you have potentially some of the smallest hands I've ever seen. Now I'm insecure. Okay, I think we should set the record straight once and for all. Because 99.9% .9 of these questions have been to do with the non-existent sexual chemistry between you and I. <laughs> have we ever had sexual fantasies about each other? The story of how we met. My friend wanted to have a party. 
So he told me to arrange. He's having a house party or something. He's having a house party. Yeah. You remember who? So you arrive. All white. Mm -hmm. I remember. Mm -hmm. All white. And I'm like kind of manning the door. It's so funny because we were like. 14. 14. <laughs> and it was like such a big deal in our heads as well. So at the time I see you and I was like, wow, well, well, I'm like, damn. So anyways, I go up, we start chatting. I had a girlfriend at the time mm -hmm. and I told you, I have a girlfriend, but I want you to meet my friend. Mm -hmm. Such and such. Mm -hmm. You thought I was cute or whatever, mm -hmm. but then you ended up dating your best friend. My best friend at the time. Obviously, when it's your friend's girlfriend, like you, any ideas, just crosses just, just, off. Yeah, it just crosses off. By the time that my relationship ended and your relationship ended, we were just such good friends. so familiar with mm -hmm. each other. We've seen each other in such horrible situations yeah. where, like, it's of course, like I'm cognizant of the fact that. You, I know people find you attractive, mm -hmm. but it's like you finding your sister attractive. It's like... I think in a past life, we probably were like brother and sister because mm. like we love each other like brother and sister. Mm. Like when I hear things about you, I'm just like, oh, idiot. Like <laughs> as if I, I'm talking about my brother. You know what I mean? And the thing is, even you know, before we started working together a few years ago, you were never a liability. Mm. We would bring va equal value to the yeah. table. And I think that's why that, you know, that friendship continued in the mm -hmm. way that it did. For sure. So yeah, we've never had sex. I think we probably could have cut this video after one minute. The final question. Why? The final question was great. That's, that's, no, I'd say that's probably the only thing they actually cared about. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are dirty, dirty dogs. <laughs> Amara's a great woman, woman though. I am. Shout Isn't... me out. Shut... No, not shout me out. Hit me up. Hit me up? <laughs> please. Uh, 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 I beg you. Please. Please. Someone DM me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys enjoyed this video. Once again, I'm going to leave Amara's Instagram. So for all the fine gents... Feel free to slide no, in. No, that makes me sound desperate. I'm really not desperate. Yeah, I know you're not desperate. desperate. But if you're I, a one of a kind, well, I'm 10 not, out I'm of not 10, even going to mention the guys who are in your DMs. Your Instagram is cesspool for famous people too. Yeah, I'm still single. <laughs> Please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe because Iman is at only 5K subs. He could use the extra subs. Please do my friend a favor. <laughs>